and welcome to PW Kids Cast, the children's book podcast from Publishers Weekly. In each episode, we speak with authors and illustrators creating books for children and teens. I'm John Sellers, the children's reviews editor at Publishers Weekly. Today I'm speaking with author Richard T. Morris and illustrator Tom Lichtenheld about their new picture book, This is a Moose. It's framed as the much-interrupted filming of a nature documentary about a moose, one whose dreams of being an astronaut and a cross-playing grandma moose don't quite match up with what one typically sees on the Discovery Channel. The book is being published in May by Little Brown, which is sponsoring this podcast. This is Richard Morris's second picture book, after 2009's Bye Bye Baby. By day, he's an agent at Janklo and Nesbitt. Uh, Richard, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Tom Lichtenheld is the illustrator behind several best-selling children's books, including Steam Train, Dream Train... Good Night, Good Night Construction Site, Duck Rabbit, and Shark vs. Train. Thanks for speaking with me, Tom. Thank you for having us. Richard, I'll start with you. Uh, I'm sure your work as an agent uh, keeps you plenty busy. So how does creative writing fit into your life? Is it something you do to counterbalance your work, or do you just hit upon the occasional idea for a book and realize it's something you want to pursue? You know, obviously, uh, being an agent, you you know, you might think working in literature would uh, would result in maybe uh, coming to to writing, but I'm not sure that's the case. At least for for children's books and these books that I've done, I think it actually has more to to do with with having kids that that really led me down this path. Uh, you know, you have. Uh, a few wonderful years as a parent when you're reading with your kids at, uh, in bed at night, you know, discovering these these stories again that you read as a kid. And, uh, you know, I refer to these days now as the pre-Xbox years, you know, those days when you would read a story to them at night and, and find them in bed the next morning with that same book flipping through the pictures, you know, and, and my kids would then f- sometimes find me reading their picture books uh, on my own during the day, which which puzzled them, I think. Um, you know, why is he doing that? Kids are weird that way. I think they, they didn't like it because they considered it their book. It was like I was stealing the story off the page or something. But for me, it was, it was just the joy of finding these stories again uh, as an adult. And because I think, you know, I, I have a background in literature that, that got me into being an agent. But uh, I've always loved the economy of language in children's books, and and uh, you know, so having you know the kids, you know, brought me back to those for an obvious reason. Um, I mean, it's 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 one thing to come up with a story like Ferdinand the Bull, uh, but then to try to tell it in 800 words, uh, you know, that's that's something special. Hmm. And now, with this book, was the the documentary Gone Wild hook your starting point, or do you just have like a soft spot for moose? Actually, the, the story, um, as convoluted as it is in some ways, it, it started with one word, uh, the word moose. And uh, I, I just love the word. I just I love the way it sounds. It's, it's one of those words that you can't, you can't say without smiling. It's, it's sort of hard to be taken seriously when you say the word moose. Uh, so I wrote the word down on my writing pad a few times. And I think originally, I, I actually, the, the moose had a name. His name was Morris. Um, not very original, seeing as it's my name, but it, it fit well with the word moose. So very quickly, I had this sequence. I had um, Morris is a moose. Morris's father is a moose. Morris's mother is a moose. And next came the story's central conflict, which is Morris wants to be an astronaut. Uh, that conflict being that, that moose don't traditionally become astronauts. Um, but as soon as I wrote that line, there was another voice in my head high above the others, and it said, Cut! And that one, that's when I realized that this moose was actually in a film and that things were about to go terribly wrong. Okay. Uh, so, Tom, I'll switch to you. How did you uh, come to get involved with this book? 
the manuscript was sent to me by uh, Connie Sue at Little Brown, and I immediately loved it uh, because it's crazy. And I like books that are on either end of the spectrum. I like books that are, you know, off the wall, insane, and books that are at the other end, uh, very sweet or very poignant. Um, and the, what I really loved about this book is not only is it crazy, but it's crazy with a purpose. Underneath all this insanity and mayhem, there is actually a storyline that ends up with a message. So I just decided I wanted to go along for the ride because I love this moose and I love all the characters and I love the energy and the antagonism. Everybody is provoking one another. It reminded me of a quotation from Dr. Seuss. I read once that he said that he, someone asked him how he writes a book. He says, well, I draw one animal, then I draw another animal. If the first one bites the second one, then I know I have a story. And <laughs> that provocation is is right there at the at the, at the beginning and and throughout this book until the uh, one of the characters has a little epiphany and that leads to the resolution. So I just loved it right from the get go. And Tom, did, did uh, you and Richard know each other beforehand at all? We didn't. We had a, a third-hand association other than through the publisher. Uh, I knew the, the illustrator that, that worked with Richard on his first book, but, but no, I, I didn't know who this guy was. I thought he was a crazy person. But, you know, right, uh, right off the bat, I liked it. And um, I judge a manuscript just by the manuscript. You know, um, I know there are great authors out there who have big names, and that, to me, is, is not as important as, you know, the, the piece of writing that's in front of me. Um, for some reason, I, I do a number of books from first-time authors or authors who haven't done a lot of books. And, uh, you know, maybe I, maybe I prefer that. Maybe there's a freshness to that. Um, uh, going back to you, Richard, uh, it sounds like there were some changes that happened even right from the start. I was curious, did, uh, did you work with Connie then to sort of hone that sort of documentary idea? Is it, did, uh, did you make a lot of changes as, as the story came together? We didn't do too many changes. I, mean, we, I was sort of fortunate that we had a number of people that were interested in it. And Connie was, you know, they were just was the, the best team. And, and you know, I think we, uh, you know, we, were, we had a small problem with the, the ending because there were two challenges, really. The ending, which Tom really uh, navigated and, and really found for us. Um, and, uh, but so when Tom got it, uh, I think the, the ending was the original ending, and it wasn't quite right, and, and Tom knew it. I think he, you know Tom had had liked the material, but but he he really you know found that ending for us. And um, uh, the other challenge I think, which which is interesting for me because I'm not a I can't uh, draw at all, and I, I'm not a, necessarily a visual person that way. But I was hearing all these voices, and I had you know put them down on the page. But then the challenge was how do you how do you show these voices visually? And you know that's really where Tom you know came in. Brilliant. And, and and really help craft the story. So I think the the version that Tom got was was pretty close to what we ended what what Connie bought from me. It's just that ending wasn't right, and and with Tom's uh, you know help uh, we found it. Well, you know, there's a lot of uh, really fun, great moments in the book. I, I love the visual joke of having the elephant be this boom mic operator, so, which basically ends up extending his trunk by twice as long, if not more. Tom, can you talk about how you approached uh, the art for the book and maybe coming up with the characters? I wasn't sure if you sort of cast a few of these animals, or if that was done in conversation with Richard. 
I don't remember exactly how it happened. I can tell you this. I work spontaneously and quickly. When I have a manuscript that I love, I just start drawing really fast. And you know, I turn off the editorial process. And I just started drawing these animals and imagining you know, the animals as the crew of the movie and which animal would do which thing. And just just kind of went nuts uh, with the animals. And I got all my plastic animals. I have a little menagerie of plastic animals on my bookshelf, to which I've had to add a moose. And uh, I just got those guys out and laid them, you know, lined them up on the table and started giving them all of them rolls. And um, there was not that much logic to it. Frankly, the elephant as the, the microphone boom operator, that had never struck me that it ties into his, his trunk. I'm, I'm not that smart. <laughs> You're doing it naturally, Tom. Just, yeah. I think maybe the, the polar bear is a nurse because the, it's already in white. Um, I figured the camera operator better be a monkey because they're very agile and camera operators have to get into a lot of gymnastics sometimes. And the, uh, the, the director is a, a duck, maybe because of the alliteration, but probably just because ducks are silly and they're, they're kind of cantankerous. So I think uh, that's why the director ended up being a duck. And that was really fun to throw in safari animals like a, you know, a, a giraffe. Why is a giraffe there with a polar bear in the, in the Northwoods? Well, there's no reason. You know, the same reason that the moose wants to be an astronaut. <laughs> and, I, and I like to draw giraffes. So, uh, Richard, what was your experience of seeing the artwork uh, come together? Well, you know, that's the. That, I think that's the the greatest uh, gift in these in the, this, these experiences. I mean, to you know, because you, you know, I on the writers probably go at these things differently, and I know Tom has done his own books as well. But you know, I know I will never, you know, illustrate a book. But so you're very much in your head when you're writing these things, and you know, there wasn't a, necessarily a visual at all uh, for these characters. I had the characters coming in as voices coming in in the head, and sort of, you know, they would interrupt each other um but you know i remember when i first uh saw uh first met the moose and and tom had sent it to connie and i and it's like you know there he is the the moose and and the thing that struck me tom you remember this but you know i had sort of if there was any visual of the moose i had sort of thought that the moose would the spacesuit you know his helmet would would kind of be you know like the jetsons helmet remember just a kind of you know a bubble around his head but tom had found that the he made a a moose uh you know contraption for him to breathe in space i don't think it's ever been done before and uh you know you gotta get a patent on that thing but when i saw that i was like okay this guy gets it um and as for the characters i mean that has been that's such a great experience because you you hear the voices but then you're like oh the boom operator is an elephant of course of course it's an elephant and and uh, you know there's the the bear you know with the t who is the kind of the grip uh you know with the hat backwards mm-hmm. and the thing was so brilliant about that was tom came up with that and it, i think it was very early because tom worked very quickly with all this you know i saw the moose and then it was like a week later he sent us this you know the whole cast you know we had it all there and uh and so 
it was just fun to meet all these these people who had been in my head. And and then when we did the um, you know this this ebook, um, uh, which I think is coming out at the same time, uh, we were in the studio with uh, with this gentleman who was doing the, the the voiceovers. And when he came to the bear, of course the bear had a Brooklyn accent, and I thought that's perfect. Uh, so, Tom, alluding to something uh, Richard just mentioned, uh, you've also written several picture books of your own. Uh, there was Cloud Debt and Bridget's mm-hmm. Beret. Well, what's different for you about illustrating somebody else's ideas for a story and bringing that to life versus a project that you've sort of conceptualized from the ground up? It's easier, for starters. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else has done the hard part, coming with an idea and doing the writing. And um, I'm really stimulated by the collaborative process. I just love getting in there and working with a writer. And, you know, Richard mentioned that we finessed the ending of this together. And, and um, you know, when I do a book by myself, it's pretty much just me and my wife helps me a lot. But the biggest difference is that when I work with a, an author, they come with the idea, they have the manuscript, and then if, I'm, if it needs anything else, I get to collaborate with another creative brain, which is really fun. Richard, I know the book isn't uh, out just yet, but I wondered if you've had a chance along the way to uh, field test it with some young audiences, especially given all the gags and sound effects and big personalities that are in the story. My kids know this book by heart at this point, uh, since uh, you know it, it takes a while for these books to to hit the runway. Uh, so they've seen uh, you know different you know iterations here along the way of uh, the galley proofs and then you know other uh, paraphernalia that uh, are moose related. Uh, so so they they were my early readers, and you could watch them react to places in the book. And I'm lucky to have them there. They they really were a great help. I I feel like I'm losing them a little bit now that they're getting older. Uh, you know, as they go into the post, uh, you know, Xbox years. But you know, watching kids react to beats. Uh, is is what it's all about because as Tom was saying, I, I it is a collaborative effort and you know what we're really trying to do here is uh, especially in these this these kind of books like this is a moose where the humor is really uh, important is you know it's turning that page uh, or finding that right note where you see them just crack up and um, you know for my my son especially who who really, I think, shares uh, my odd sense of humor. Um, you know, when suddenly the giraffe comes into the page in a forest, you know, even though he might not quite get it in the beginning, he knows it's just strange and funny, and, and it's great to see him react. Yeah, there's almost a, a roller coaster feel to the action. You know, there some pages are just filled with like this duck director screaming, and some that are completely silent and empty, sort of reaction shots. And you know, there's the sense that just about anything could happen when you turn the page. <laughs> Did you, Richard, uh, storyboard the action sort of to, when you were thinking about the pacing of how things were going to unfold? I- I didn't storyboard it until I had to. Uh, when Connie, I think in the beginning, I think we had with Tom, we wanted to because it was. I think it was a difficult thing to illustrate because you had to figure out. Uh, you know, for instance, the first thing was there was a lot of voices here, but you, you know, one of the things we had to talk about was do we see the characters uh, when they're speaking uh, right off the bat, or or do we want to uh, hide them until the very end? And so, you know hiding them to the very end i think was the right way to go and you sort of get a slow reveal for who these you know that these these cast of animals are actually you know making the film and then the big reveal at the end uh, when the director realizes that uh, you know they're all animals but i hope i'm not giving this away the kids are going to be awfully disappointed if i do that but um you know
know, so there was a little bit of the storyboarding, and I, I did have to, you know, when I it, it forced me to kind of think visually about what I was what was happening in the story, and that actually was helpful for me because, uh, you know, I had to, you know, have to think about what Tom is having to do there in terms of bringing this the story to, to the page, and uh, it did help me kind of. Uh, I think we actually changed some elements or maybe some beats in the story to make sure that it worked uh, on the page because we wanted to have, you know, in this story, there's a lot of different things going on. There's a lot of different voices at play and it is a buildup of action because it's, you know, it's it, what's happening is you, you know, a director is trying to keep the set together and doing this, uh, this documentary on the, on the moose and, and, and the, his world is slowly uh, unraveling and then it just goes into pure chaos and eventually he has to sort of succumb mm-hmm. so tom you typically have at least one or two books out i feel like in a given year um is illustrating manuscripts like this and working on them pretty much something that commands your attention full-time at this point yeah it's definitely a full-time job and then some um and i've always got you know i've got a book on my drawing board at all times and i've got two others usually in in some stage of development and then there's the ones that are coming out that I'm working on marketing. So it's it's a bit of a juggling act, but one book is always center stage on my drawing board. And that's where the real joy is. You know, this was just a blast to sit here and draw these characters for four or five months. And, and Tom, I assume you're also making uh, time that you're visiting and speaking with kids at schools and festivals and stores. and that's Yeah, I do, I do some school visits, not as many as I used to, just because I'm so busy with the books themselves. But I do. I love doing festivals. I love meeting kids. And there's a school I go to locally where I just go to the art class. I sneak in there with the third graders and, and make art with third graders. <laughs> definitely like to keep my keep my ear down there at third grader level mm-hmm. i'd love to talk real briefly about the the dedications to the book uh richard you dedicate it to your wife alice tasman who uh, also was your agent for the book um was she also sort of a sounding board or influence as you uh put the story together uh well john i had no choice i had to uh, you know um uh when your agent's your wife uh you have to walk very carefully on these things but uh no actually i think the first book i dedicated to the kids so you know she this one she was really i have to say the 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 person who pushed me because i wrote this on a plane uh and and uh, you know um i was actually going out to sun valley idaho and for those who have made that trip from the east coast it's actually it's a long day and it's 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 two planes in fact but you know i like writing on planes you know, when you have kids, you really, you know, on a plane, you, um, no one bothers you for a few hours and you get endless cups of coffee. Um, and so I had written this and I was having fun with it. And then I sort of, you know, you get caught up in, in other things. And, and I was on a writing pad and Alice had, had found it. And she said, this is really good. You've got to do something with this. And I looked at it again. I think I, I you know, I, I maybe played around with it a little bit. And then she actually behind my back uh, sent it to a client of hers, Ellen Potter. Uh, and Ellen wrote back immediately and said, this is brilliant. You, you got to go with it. And so she, she kind of got it out the door and, and, and that's how it all uh, really began. So I, I really had to, I had to give her the credit uh, where it's due. Um, and, uh, you know, so I, I really had no choice but to dedicate it to her. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tom, you dedicate the book to your father and you call him uh, the most influential artist in your life. Can you uh, explain? 
Um, yeah, my dad wasn't uh, a working artist. He was a glass salesman, but he had definitely had artistic talent, which he expressed in many different ways, mostly wood carving. And I've just come to realize over the last few years, as, as he got older and passed away last year, what a great influence he was on me, especially in my books. I mean, when I was a kid, he was the one who bought us Mad Magazine for me and my brothers, but we couldn't read it until he was done with it. And, <laughs> and you know, through, through that and just uh, he had Charles Adams books on the coffee table when I was a little kid. I mean, this is before Charles Adams did, um, you know, the Adams family. Um, and he just brought a great sense of whimsy and humor to my childhood and, and the rest of my life. And just looking back at my dad's influence, I realized that although he wasn't technically, you know, working as an artist, he was a, a tremendous influence on my my humor and my the value that is put on creativity and ideas and imagination. Richard, uh, uh, do you have immediate plans for any more picture books, do you think? I do. I, I actually have another book that I'm working on with, uh, with Little Brown, and um, it's a, a, a story about a counting sheep who doesn't see a lot of action and gets stuck in the fence in his attempt to jump it. Uh, and then chaos ensues. Uh, it's called Sheep 101. Uh, very nice. And how about you, Tom? I, I'd be very surprised if you didn't have at least one more book uh, coming out this year. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got one coming out this spring called One Big Pair of Underwear, which is, <laughs> which is uh, actually no, I'm sorry, it comes out in the fall. Um, it's actually a accounting book, but it starts out with two bears who are fighting over a pair of underwear, and then I've got uh, this one obviously, and um, after that I've got a book from Chronicle that is called um, I Wish You More, and that is over on the sweet end of the spectrum, which I did with Amy Krauss Rosenthal. Very nice. Uh, well, uh, congratulations again to you both on the new book, and uh, thanks again for speaking with me. Thank you. Thank you, John. Once again, I've been speaking with Richard T. Morris and Tom Lichtenheld, whose new picture book, This is a Moose, comes out from Little Brown in May. Thank you for listening to PW Kids Cast. Mm-hmm.